1: Radio Tony. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia. Radio Tony. Difficult conversations and bringing hope to listeners. Live from the Gold Coast, Australia on W4WN.
0: Good morning, Australia. Good evening, America has its own Facebook page, and it's very simple, Radio Tony. Search it on Facebook and you'll find me. Radio Tony also has its own website, and if you jump onto the website, you'll see all about our upcoming guests. You'll see notes from the show, and you'll also see when our guests have wonderful things to give away or offers for our listeners. And you can also connect with me. You can can subscribe to our newsletter and our emails and i'd love you to jump on the site and have a look and let me know what you think So how is everyone this week? We are in Australia starting to lift some of the lockdown procedures and this weekend in Queensland each of the states is a little different. So New South Wales and Victoria, the southern states, have a little bit more in terms of coronavirus statistics and they have some um, big clusters uh, in their states. Queensland has has so far escaped some of those clusters and we remain relatively virus free and so our premier is starting to lift some of those onerous lockdown conditions and from this weekend we will be able to start visiting people two people at a time or two adults at a time so in other words you two people will be able to go and see mum for Mother's Day. So in Australia, it's Mother's Day this weekend. Um, It's a beautiful time of year to have Mother's Day. We're in the midst of autumn heading into winter, so the weather is beautiful, clear, usually blue skies, uh, possibly some wind and the start of cool frosts across the state. So I just wanted to let you guys know, I've had the worst struggle this week. Just so many things happening, so many technical issues uh, going on. And I know that we are either in retrograde, according to the uh, astrological uh, descriptors, and I might um, see what Judith thinks about that as well, Uh, but just a revolting week, Issues with technology, issues with communication, uh, not such fun things to walk through with family. And good morning, Harper, how are you? Uh, Harper, yes, Australia has been in a lot longer lockdown than, say, America, and that's resulted in way... Fewer deaths than America and other places, including Europe. And it's been for the best of us. The other thing is all our borders are locked down. Our borders are locked down between states. Our international borders are locked down. So actually Australia is kind of a pretty safe place to be. They've started initial talks about uh, being able to fly between Australia and New Zealand. So New Zealand from me is about a three and a half hour flight. And they're talking about the Australian new Zealand travel bubble, which would actually be nice. But as for international travel, I'm thinking that that will not be on the table until America and Europe have many less cases than they currently have. Bonnie says, that seems better, I guess, than nothing. Yes, Bonnie, it it is good to be able to have some limited access outside. And uh, February to March the 9th is Pisces and until March the 4th is Aquarius. June, July is Cancer. October uh, 13th to November 3rd is Scorpio october 27th is libra thank you who uh ever is that's wonderful news to have now i need to tell you before we run out of my first time uh dates oh the dates for mercury retrograde so we are heading to oh well, no, we haven't got another retrograde until june okay Righto, good to know. So I wanted to let you know about our beautiful guest this morning. Judith Barrett-Coxford is a natural-born mystic and a scholar in afterlife studies. And I'm going to ask her all about those things momentarily. She's been a professional intuitive medium and therapist for over a 40 years. She offers workshops throughout Australia and the world and she's a highly respected speaker, author, entrepreneur, coach, mentor and consultant on all things death, dying and the afterlife. And I must say that my approach to death, dying and the afterlife is a really positive one. I actually think that we should be prepared for death and dying as a normal part of life. And I don't think that it needs to be a fear, fraught, scary thing. So Judith is also committed to making a difference in the lives of others, especially women, helping them to teach them how amazing they are and how to live an amazing life. For the last 10 years or so, Judith has begun to specialise in the afterlife and to utilise those skills after beginning her last career as a highly sought after funeral celebrant. Judith's aim is to transform our fear of dying into inspiration for living and dying well. Sandra says, will she be able to teach us how to contact our loved ones who have passed away in their dreams? I'm absolutely certain that Judith can help us with that. And I've been on Judith's website the last couple of days, and I just want to mention all the things that she does. So she offers retreats, workshops, coaching, mentoring, afterlife therapy, keynote speaking, online programs, funeral services she's an end of life coach and she does grief counseling and i'm really excited to have her on the show today francis wants to know can we meet loved ones in our dreams and what would that mean okay so without any further we're not going to go to a break i'm just going to start talking to judith because i can see so many questions coming in from our wonderful listeners and i'm keen to talk to judith straight up good morning judith Good morning, how are you? I'm really good and I'm so excited to have you on radio, Tony. (laughs) It's an absolute pleasure. We love talking to people like you who have wonderful, uh, we have wonderful conversations and wonderful uh, questions from our listeners every time I have a special person such as you on radio, Tony. So thank you for your time this morning. Now, first up, let's go. You've always done this work, haven't you, Judith? I have indeed. Yep. Did you know from a young age that you had skills in this area or did they develop to a point where you absolutely knew that this was going to be your life's passion?
2: Tony, it was really interesting because when I was a really young person, I my grandmother used to take us to church yes. all the time. Yeah. And I loved her to life. I still, she still comes at times, and um, she was just just a beautiful, beautiful person. And so I was very young. The, yes. the church that we belonged to was a little left of field, I suppose. It was the Pentecostal church. Yes. And, of course, in the Pentecostal church, they spoke in tongues. Yes. And when I was very young, that was all very normal to me. That was all I thought, yes, when Sunday morning came or Saturday night or whatever the case may be. So that was all, that was that sort of environment. So a little bit left of field. But I used to see things and 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 feel things and I knew things and I thought, Tony, I thought everybody did and it was only when I got to being a teenager Mm -hmm. that I realised that people didn't no the others around me you know young ones like me people didn't know or didn't feel or see the things that and i see through third eye that yes. it wasn't like that they it was different and so i i thought oh it's um, um what happened to all those people like I thought they were all the same. I thought we were all the same. So, of course, when you're in that environment and you're young, you're a bit impressionable. So I sort of got to the stage where I thought, oh, gosh, I, I don't need to be who I am I need to be who like who they are and I need to do all the the things they're doing and go into those sort of jobs and so that yes. was all very corporate mainstream those sorts of things yes. and so along the way but it never it never felt comfortable and I still yes. did the things that I always did and but yeah. I just didn't tell anybody and yeah. so as as it went along I started the I started looking at Other courses, courses, and in those days, courses were There there was a course on every street corner, if you liked. Mm -hmm. There were so many things that you could go and do and things like timeline therapy, things like, you know, rebirthing and all of those sorts of things. It really was an age where people were starting to want to find out, have that feeling that there was more to life than what they were doing. But there was the gnosis. More than that, there was the gnosis, the knowing that there was something else, something much more than themselves so people it was a you know it was very prolific people went off and did you know all sorts of courses in search of self that was really what it was and so I had already been in that area since I was a little girl I'd I'd Tony, I didn't know any different. I yeah. was who I was, and that was all very normal to me. And so over the years and then I studied a lot of different things, psychology units, counseling yes. units. I did clinical hypnotherapy, um, I've done every anything that and I was in search of yes. what knowledge because you know it's not the knowing that that makes us clever and smart it's it's asking all the questions so i had many questions yes. along the way yes. i wanted to know life more about life what yeah. what was it and and so i used then through everything that i did i used the skills that I had and who I was, and even when I worked in corporate areas, it was really interesting because yeah, I bet. still I still used all of those skills that I had and have in the corporate area. At one time, I was a national training manager, and I used to take classes and and do um, you know eleven days straight in teaching before I became the national. Um, travel manager, or not travel manager, but national yes. manager. And so um, I'd get off the track, really. Yes. Yes. I'd sort of get there and I'd start teaching them all about all sorts of different things in Telstra and, and i end up taking them to the park and we'd <laughs> sit there and we'd talk about life and and what that meant and yes. about ourselves and if we were going to work and we wanted to do those things i wanted to know what you wanted what yes. did, what did you want out of this life? What do what do you want to do? Because if that's what you want to do, how do how can I help you get that? Yeah, yeah. And that and that's always been my goal. So when I went into the funeral industry, I I was gonna get out of my head and everybody else's head and get into something happy. So I was I became. Uh, registered with the Attorney General's Department as a marriage celebrant. Ah, oh, okay. And the first thing I did, somebody said to me, "Spirit had other," and I write that in the little book. Yes. Um, it's not goodbye. And I think in my other book, um, *The Invisible Woman*, um, I talk about that spirit had other ideas because when I came along to that part, I somebody rang, somebody came to me and said to me, Judith, can you do a funeral? I thought, really? A funeral? (laughs) Well, that's not like a marriage. But yes, yes. And I wonder if there's a format for that and so on and so forth. So... Anyway, I rang a friend of mine and I said, you know, do you do, how do you do a funeral and is there a format? And he was a bit sort of taken aback and he said, oh, Judith, of course, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, all right, then, well, you better give me that because somebody has asked me, would I do a funeral? Well, you know, the rest is history, as they say. That's because how you got into fun- I, That's how I sort of got
0: into funerals. And that led to afterlife.
2: As- and that, well, I'd already had all of that, you see. Yeah. So what I was blessed with was I ended up doing in the early days, not in the last couple of years or three years, I don't do it, but I was doing about 120, 130 funerals a year. Oh, okay. And so I, it, it taught me, helped me, taught me. Yes. It's a two-way street always yes. that... When I sat with family, I was blessed. In yes. the early days, I didn't talk about the afterlife and, you know, there's a platform and a and a time for everything. So I didn't talk about all those things. Yeah. I felt like, oh, well, you know, I can't really go in there and say, look, you know, sweetie, I they, they're just not gone. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just, yeah. you know, I couldn't say that. Yeah. And so, but, you know, things are changing and they're changing rapidly because in yes. the last... Three years, four years, even. Mm-hmm. I've been able to be myself in there, oh. in in a way that I've been able to talk and give messages if they came to yeah. to loved ones. Has that been helpful? Absolutely, because oh. you know when you think about it, if when people pass, our loved ones pass the thing that we want to know the most is are they okay is everything yeah. okay because yeah. if we're if we're the people on the outside so to speak still here and we're yes. watching our loved one if we've been there at their crossing over their passing which we mostly still don't understand and we look at that from our view we have our own ideas of looking at that person and if they've been very ill and they seem to be in pain or whatever the case may be that's upsetting for us but Mm -hmm. it's our view what we're watching is not is not the person in body It's it's part of the process of that going home. But if we could understand that the person that is passing is out of body looking on. They're not really experiencing that pain that we so often look at. So our idea of death and dying and what that means and, and if we believe that there's an afterlife up at all, Yes. is is a challenge because in this life, and and it's we disregard this m- amazing life yes. that we're living with warts and all, Tony. With yes. all the things like you've experienced this last week, with yes. everything, everything is is the choice that we have made in what we came for. Now, yes. is that difficult? Yes. 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 Yes, to tell ourselves or to know that that we made this choice, we chose this. I was blessed enough along the way, along these studies that I've had to, in this latter time, to spend a bit of time working with Dr Brian Weiss, who yes. is very well known for past lives. And so I now am very blessed to have past lives present life, and afterlife, and that it's all one. Yes. And that the soul's journey. So learning about these things, and I like things that are evidence-based. There's lots and lots of information about the afterlife, about near-death experiences, and near-death experiences are really, they teach us. Yes. To help us. Yes. Believe. Help us understand that yes. there's something more than when we when we decide and we decide when we decide to leave this life and when the journey for us is finished. All difficult parts of life to understand that that God gave us that He, he gave us something He gave no animal Mm -hmm. Nothing else on earth but humans, the choice, the free will, but the choice and we make those choices and we we can't blame anybody else for those choices because we make them. I say to people, look, what's the definition of lunacy? The definition of lunacy is that... We think we're going to get something different, and our life is going to be different, doing the same things we've always done.
0: Yeah. yeah. How? Yeah. How? Yeah. It can't be. It just so cannot be. You have be. to change. You have to change things to have a different outcome, don't you, Judith?
2: Change is difficult.
0: Yeah. Judith, i I've, I've Got a question um, yes. I wanted to ask you. So I grew up in that Pentecostal, talking tongues Christian environment. Excellent. Did you find, <laughs> spirit. Did, did you find that what you do now uh, in talking about the afterlife and and being a medium was it odds with that early Christian um, background?
2: Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. When I was younger, I went off and did some uh, theology at Melbourne University and um, I only did a couple of years. I wanted, I got to the stage where there was this pull and I wanted to know more about that, that area, that religion and was I, was I involved in something or doing something that really, because you know, I was very young, so it was very ingrained in me somewhere there. Definitely. And um that mediumship and those sorts of thoughts were evil or wrong. Well, you see, you know, the Pentecostal church, I mean when I when I when I was a little girl, I mean everything was sin. Yes. Everything was evil. It was all fire and brimstone. Yes. I mean you didn't wear lipstick. You didn't go yes. to the movies. You didn't yeah. do any of those things. So to be the person that I was, yes, was was a challenge. And I so ch- even as I got I down the it. line, I I wanted to find out more about religion. So the the doing the units in theology and learning about some of those things and doing the research over the years and finding out that, you know, 21 books of the Bible or 22 books of the Bible are missing. Um, Yes. it, It was written... Years and years and years later, by scribes and nobody else knew how to write and predominantly or predominantly men as well. That's right, and and then it was you know up to date to come to today with that. You know, the Bible has been translated into about five or seven different languages. Don't yes. hold me to you know the exact number, but it's quite a number. So yes. by the time the translations come through, and and correct. then. You have all the missing parts of it yes. and then yes. the, there's there's nothing real and really the texts that have been found, we haven't seen them all. We haven't seen all the, the Dead Sea yeah. Scrolls. We we haven't seen. It's all been taken and put away and and goodness knows what else is missing. But if we think about 22 books missing out of the Bible, what other information? I mean, it exactly. just gives us. Just it, it it it's that questioning, and I'm yes. not downing. I am still, I am still. So, do I walk hand in hand with spirit? Yes, every day. Yes, every yes. day. Does yes it it's it is different yes. than religion. Yes, but when we think about the afterlife, it is all spirit. Yes, it is all. I guess in lots of ways, that part that that nebulous part of things that we we don't understand, yeah, but it's there nonetheless. Yeah, Look, I say to people, they say, "Oh, I don't know," because you know you just don't you don't see it. I said, "Well, forty-five million cases of near-death experiences in the world can't be wrong."
0: That's my yes. I, it can, I there's it enough. Just can't be wrong there's enough evidence for us to legitimately question what we've always been taught. And in talking about the afterlife, Sandra wants to know, um, can you teach us how to contact our loved ones who have passed away in our dreams? So um, I think that Sandra wants to know, do our loved ones come to us via the dream process? They can. can Yes. They can. And
2: and they can come in different ways. I've just finished... Um, it'll be up in about a week's time. So, if listeners want to, you know, keep going to the site, it's not goodbye dot um, um, They, they'll, there's, it's not goodbye. I have turned into an online course, ah. and it's about how to contact. It's about the afterlife, and it's how to contact the afterlife.
0: And that site is um, it's not goodbye I've just put it up in the chat for for people that are uh, in the chat this morning so we're about a week
2: away from that and that's an online course and um, that has some areas in it that and I talk about how you contact your afterlife how what they're trying and they desperately want to to let you know Mm -hmm. that they are okay okay There's Mm -hmm. no judgment on the other side. So often, and and it's not only that, Tony, that we have the chance in this life, we have the chance to be able to communicate with loved ones before they pass, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before they cross over. Uh-huh. To say all the things that we want to say, uh-huh. to to go through things that worry us or worry them. Yeah. but we don't we walk on eggshells, we think we shouldn't be talking about it, or it's yes. still in lots of ways, when people are sitting in a room with their loved one, and and often they see, they experience or see their loved one seem to be looking out into a corner or they seem to be vacant or watching something and you're looking around to see what they're looking at, they're connecting. Yes. And that's what they're doing. And, and they're watching those on the other side coming to help with the yeah. crossing. Yeah. And there's And there are odd people who can help with that crossing you can do it yourself once you learn yes. but the the communication that we we don't have before and mostly people who are that know that they're going to to pass yes they want a conversation yes Everything's so, everybody tiptoes around and there's no talking about it, not even between each other or, yeah. it, it, you know, you, you'd be amazed at how many people divorce out of when people pass and all that because nothing was said. Uh-huh. There's no communication. Mm-hmm. Communication is really, really important yeah. before And to understand it in this lifetime, if we understand that that there was no beginning and there is no end, would we treat this life differently? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Betcha. Yeah. Absolutely. So... Francis and Sandra, um, I've put the details up for Judith's site. So your questions were around communicating, connecting with those that had passed away via your dreams. And I'm sure Judith will be able to help you on that site, End of Life. Eugene wants to know, what does an end of life coach do?
2: End of life coach is, well, a number of things. An end of life coach walks through people who are passing who have lost a loved one and are finding it very difficult to move on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that happens lots and that grieving process and the grieving process that we go through after somebody passes after a loss is all very natural it there's the five stages of grief, which Elizabeth Kubler-Ross um, really worked hard at. And and she saw the afterlife as well. So she had a lot of experiences in that. But that grieving process we go through is all very natural. It's the yes. body's way of coping. And so an end-of-life coach helps people in that understanding of end-of-life. It helps people understand End of life and afterlife. Yes. About this life, what yeah. can, what does that mean to this life? Yeah. If if you lift all of that veil, and and there's a fear around that, Tony. Yes. It builds fear, and that fear. It, it, it rolls over into so many other things. Yes. That false evidence appearing real yes. gets us. It, it gets into, it's there every day. Every time we take a step, there is a fear in some way, shape or form. That's right. That's right. It walks with us every yeah. day. So yeah. how we cope with that and what we do with that and how we handle that there's better ways of doing it, yeah. better ways for everything. Yeah, yeah. So end-of-life coach is, uh, and I take people through, and it, I probably do, you know, lots more than that yeah. because I really have a passion for people to be able to have an amazing life,
0: which yes. you can. And that means you an can. amazing death as well. Yes, because the understanding takes away the fear. It's yes. Is it so much about
2: dying and that as to how that's going to happen?
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, I, and it's about um, if you believe that the spirit remains uh, around us, then they never really leave. It's just their physical body is now gone.
2: Absolutely, they're just not physical. We we cannot die. We cannot. Our souls live forever. Uh, And the soul, there's a fantastic book of Brian Weiss wrote and he his first one was Many Lives, Many Masters. Yeah. And the second the other book was many souls many lives yes. and in that book he talks about very much about the soul and ha- what happens when we choose this life to come into and mm-hmm. and look we look at that and and think about all you know the 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 nasties that happen in life and mm-hmm. we look around at people who are cruel to animals and yes. all sorts of things and it's not a perfect but it's a great platform this life this world that we come that we can experience physical form is an amazing platform to be able to we come because we need this platform to experience and to work through all of those things that we chose to come for yeah can we change them along the way? Well, that's our growing, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Change is growth, yes. Yes. Of course you can. But you need to be very diligent with that. You need to want yeah. to do that. You need to know. And that and that part of it is like, you know, Pythagoras in the 6th century D- uh, BC who started up the university. And, yeah. and the university was for men and women. It, yeah. There was no, there was no barriers there that you were yeah. male or female. the The university was specifically to know thyself. Yeah. Do we spend an inordinate amount of lifetimes getting to know ourselves? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But if we embrace it and look at it in a different way than something that's a a real drudge or or is a fear of something or whatever the case may be, would we move through life every day? And when something came up saying, well, what's that about?
1: Mm. Instead
2: of going, oh, no, that damn thing or whatever you say, you know, might be some colourful metaphor that you use around And, but instead of going, okay, well, that's that. Now what? Yeah. Yeah. That's that. But what's the solution? How do I feel? Where does that hit me in my body? And look, I know that all sounds a little bit like, oh gosh, have I got to do that every day? But you know <laughs> what? You do it, and then it becomes really comfortable, and and you don't know I you're doing do it. Do it again.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's
2: like everything, isn't it? Yeah. We spend all our lives going through whinging and whining and and blaming everybody else and everything else for our demise. But what if? we did it another way around, we yeah. would think that was normal, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. That would become the norm. Yes. Like where in this what's happening now is yes, it, the virus. Is it is it in incredibly sad and and all of, yes, of course. Does spirit have Something there. Does, does. is there a plan? Is it to take us all back and say, hang on a minute, you're all heading to sort of, you know, to the edge of the cliff and I don't think you'd be a Jonathan Livingston seagull because you won't all fly. <laughs> I think you might all fall off the edge. So instead of this mass exit of you all falling off the edge because have a look at the areas of, you know, mental illness and those sorts of things, the yeah. information flow, it's just too much yes there's too much chaos yes. so yes. how do we take en masse a world open up all of the energy centers especially the heart energy
0: yeah and
2: cause how people it, to stop and have do we stop listen go within watch learn you have how a virus is- that makes people stay at home and That's so you see happened. people looking at their families looking at learning about themselves arguing with each other and think about over what if if we are going to live in a world that that isn't about what race it is what color your skin is yeah. all of those sorts of things if yeah. we are to live in a world that is ah going to be an amazing world. Is an amazing world, and we cannot live with ourselves. How yeah. do we live with others? Yeah. How do we appreciate others? How do we if we can't love ourselves? How do we love others unconditionally? Yeah. Yeah. How do we look at them and think I don't know about that? How do we stop the gossip about everything? Yeah. How do we How do we become calmer? Yes. How do we look at life and appreciate every day and yeah. look up at everything and the animals that are here? How do we take
0: care of this Of planet? ourselves and our
2: planet, yeah. How do we do that? If yeah. we do not know stop. anything about ourselves, mm-hmm. so the best way to do that is to stop, yeah. take you out of the rat race, Yeah. put you in environments where you've got to learn to play, with each other, and be playful with yourselves. Learn about yourselves and not be too busy. Take Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Meditate. Find out more. Be calmer. It's like people who have near-death experiences. They come back and they don't view life in the same way. Mm -hmm. They don't view death in the same way because they know there's nothing to fear. Yeah. In a book called um, um, Anita Morani wrote a book called Dying to Be Me and she was very, very – she – had cancer um in a later when she was still you know quite young and uh, she ended up having a near death experience well she was dying really but she ended up having that experience of dying and looking at her body and she wasn't experiencing all that pain it's like people in accidents and things like that so our view is that people are still in body and experiencing all those things just it just isn't like that but that's That's our learning process. So she wrote that book to help try and help people understand. And she came back and she was cured. Now, that doesn't happen to everybody and I'm not advocating that that's that's what happened. But it's a good little book. It's a good book um, about that process if you've got. And and when we're watching somebody passing, if if we know that they are going to, we go through that grieving process a couple of times because the process before that is anticipatory grief. It's the anticipation the person is going to pass. So we're already grieving and when they pass it's a bit of a double whammy but it's in yeah. a different way
0: Judith what was the author of that book the book is called Dying to Be Me Dying
2: to Be Me, to be me. and the lady is called Anita Morani and it's, it's Anita is A-N-I-T-A and I think the Morani is M-O-R-H-A N-I or Morani or something like that
0: if you Google um, "Dying to Be Me," Anita Morali, Morani, sure Morani, it's an A-N-I, yeah, Morani. Mm. Um, I've got a couple of um, questions about our past spirits. So Beverly wants to know, yep. do we keep them here or do they move on and come back? And Lacey wants to know how do we get any privacy if they were always around? So two um, interlinking questions, I think, Judas. Yes, yes. Um,
2: spirit doesn't, the uh, Our let's go back, a loved one, when they pass, initially, they want to be able to, they really want to contact us and let us know. And some do and we yes. don't see the signs. Uh-huh. There might be a bird that comes around that's different than any bird we've ever seen. There might be feathers that fly in everywhere. There might be butterflies that yes. you don't see often or there seem to be more of them or all sorts of things, um, unusual things. But... Not so unusual that, you know, we miss them because we're not, we're again too busy and we're not there. But we might hear something. We so often go to, I think I imagined that.
0: hmm mm-hmm. We,
2: the afterlife will come to us in dreams. Yes. We dream about them and it seems very real, when yeah. we wake up, they'll come to us by way of telephones ringing and, or in dreams or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend and he came to me via the telephone. We always said that after he passed, either one of us went first, let the other one know what's mm-hmm. going on, and he came to me via the telephone. And he thought he'd been asleep, so he was a bit disoriented, and that can happen as well. Um oh, wow. So the the in answer to those questions yes we do get privacy you've got to think about they're not they're not in spirit in the same way that we live here yeah being around somebody they're not they're not looking to see what you're doing in bed or anything like that (laughs) if I can sort of be a little bit up front they're not they're not there like that but they and they don't stay around, although they come can come back uh-huh. years later okay. if there's some unresolved, if there's something that you still at times. The minute you think about them and put that love out there for them, they're around. Okay. Okay. But but, but don't get me wrong, the other side is very busy. Ah it's very busy they're not just floating around like some ball of you know energy or a cloud or and you know they're waiting and they're watching and all that sort of thing they're very busy they they evolve on the other side in so, a different way than and it's all evolving all of it mm-hmm.
0: so the soul still learns in the afterlife yes Yes. What sort of things does the soul learn in the well, afterlife? There's, there's levels of, there's realms to move ah, through.
1: And okay. they want
2: they want to move through those realms. Okay. I mean they they've they've accepted that they they've passed Now, a soul, if we think about the soul, the soul, every time it comes back, doesn't come back as the whole. It comes back with pieces of it. The essence of that soul comes back back within each and every one of us the mm-hmm. choice that we make and let's just say for for it to make this very simple let's say the soul is on the other side it looks down and it thinks mm, well let's see i've uh, experienced that over there i've done that i've done this i've done this i've done that but i haven't experienced this particular Thing. Uh-huh, and that uh-huh. might be about relationships. Yeah, it might be about it might be about family. It might be about mother things yeah. that were unresolved yeah. when you left this yeah. life. So you're going to come back, and you think, right? I need to finish that. I need to get that sorted. <laughs> so you decide to come back, and and you don't come back. Every lifetime isn't coming back as in this lifetime if you're a female. Every lifetime hasn't been you as a female. Ah. Every lifetime will have been you as a male or female, an uncle, an aunt, a brother, a sister, whatever the case may be. And sometimes you will meet souls, like souls that have been around you before and they don't come in the same way, but you seem to recognize them. Yes. You seem yes. to feel as if you meet somebody and you think, oh, I'm so connected to them. I feel yes. like I've known them forever. Yes. You, well, you have. In, yes. in, in essence, you have. Yeah. yeah. They're around you in another form for those lessons that you chose to come with the parents you chose. People say to me, Judith, how how can it be that a a person decides to come as say you know with some a great child disability that's been abused. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. A disability or a child mm-hmm. that's been abused or yeah. those sorts of things because when they come, they sign up for that experience they sign up for that experience they, they, that, experience. they to chose have that, that knowledge but they also chose the parents mm-hmm. they even their name mm-hmm. in who is going to support them in that disability? right through till it's time to go, or who's gonna give them the experience of that abuse or whatever the case may be? Now, doesn't that all sound so simple? But it's not, of course it's not. But it is a choice. Mm -hmm. It is it is what we came, we chose this life. Now we get through life and think, well you know, I'm I'm gonna say something here. It's a pretty yucky Pretty shitty life. I'm not too keen on that one. I'm not too keen on the way that it's been so far. Well, here's the good news. Here's the learning. If you don't like it, guess what? Change it. You can change it. Free will and choice. God yeah. gave us what he gave nobody else. Yeah. So can we can we change? Absolutely. It's the how-to, the knowing how-to. So I guess that's my area. Yeah, yeah. How do you change? How do you How do you walk through that? Is that easy? No, it'll have its challenges. Yes. It'll yes. have its challenges and you'll want to quit. And, yes. But you won't be able to. And uh, I'm a bit of a hard taskmaster because <laughs> my thing is if you want to change your life, I want you to change your life. So I'm going to stay with you until you do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Judith, we are getting close to time and I can't believe how quickly this has gone and we haven't even talked about your book, The Invisible Woman, and we've only know. got three minutes left. Can That's we do that in three minutes? Tough. Yeah, look, The Invisible Woman, let me just um, um try and do that in that three minutes.
2: The <laughs> Invisible Woman was written um, because I had got to a stage in my life and because I'd never worked really in the corporate area, I was an entrepreneur and um, I did things that nobody else did and I was very different. So, I, of course, I was different and I couldn't be like other people and so I'd go to family and I'd read this gorgeous, wonderful family but I'd go and feel very... Like, I didn't belong. I'd yeah. sit in a corner and I would literally feel invisible. And yes. they didn't mean to do that. Don't get no. me wrong. But they were all talking corporate stuff and, yeah. and their lives. And kids are not like kids, you know, years ago where you read them stories. They're all playing yeah. on their computers. And yeah. so I'd sit there watching everybody. And when uh-huh. I'd go home, I'd think, I have no idea why I was there. I loved them. But I, I didn't, I felt invisible. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, how many other women? I started to meet women then that were the same. They were in jobs, didn't know what they were going to do after they finished, didn't would go to family, be around family but feel the odd person out um, and especially if they didn't have partners and things like that. But even if they did, especially the X generation, they're the latchkey kids, they they all are having a battle with that. They're the children of the baby boomers. Won't go into that. We've only got these couple of minutes. Um, oh, I could keep there, talking. <laughs> we, there's this whole area. And so I wrote the book, The Invisible Woman, is very much a how-to book on... What do you do to become visible? And it's part of that book. It's all of that really that I use in my coaching and those areas because I wrote that um, to help people
0: move forward. And listeners, the book is available on Judith's website, the uh, www.invisiblewoman.com.au, and I've put that in the chat box. So invisiblewoman.com.au, not only can you get the book, but you can have access to all of the things on Judith's site. It's a really beautiful site and there's so much stuff on there that you can access and you can connect with Judith. And she there is a is- free
2: session. Yes, I, I, just-
0: I, I must
2: tell there's a free session because, and the free session with me, that's where we get to chat and to find out and if it doesn't go any further than that, that's fine, And but if it helps you and there's some... Pearl of Wisdom, something
0: yeah. that will help you and move you forward for all those listeners. And that um, free session can be on the afterlife, uh, death, anything. dying, uh, from invisible yep. woman to, to visible, anything you like, but jump on Judith's website invisiblewoman.com.au and we are actually out of time Judith, it has just been such a divine pleasure talking to you today and Harper wants to let you know that this is a very nice show and I am incredibly appreciative of your time this morning and we've had a really wonderful talk fest and I know that I'm going to go back to your site and have another look because every day all the time when I go back on there I'm like oh I'd like to do that, oh I'd like to know more about That. So, listeners, jump on that site, invisiblewoman.com.au, and have a chat.com.au. Have a chat to Judith. Judith, thank you so much for coming on Radio Tony today. It's been a real pleasure to have you here and wishing you all the best in the future. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. And we are completely out of time and I must go. So, thank you so much, Judith. Thanks, Tony. Thank you so much. And thank you, listeners. Bye, listeners, and join us all next week on Radio Tony with your host, Tony Lontis, over to you, Rebel. And bye for now, everyone.
1: Radio Tony. Your safe space for tough conversations. Exposing secrets and talking about trauma and recovery. Radio Tony, a platform for the unheard. Radio Tony. With Tony Lontis author of Resilience: Memoir of a Broken Little Girl Discovering a Woman of Strength and Beauty. Radio 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 Tony. Tony, Tony. Radio Tony. What you free? Available now on amazon.com and in all good bookstores. We're the rebel, yeah. Radio Tony back next Thursday from 7pm Eastern Standard Time, live from the Gold Coast, Australia.